January 11, Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 34. When Jesus noticed how large the crowd was growing, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you no matter where you go. But Jesus said, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests. But I, the Son of Man, have no home of my own, not even a place to lay my head. Another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me now. Let those who are spiritually dead care for their own dead. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a terrible storm came up, with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went to him and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! And Jesus answered, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he stood up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly all was calm. The disciples just sat there in awe. Who is this? they asked themselves. Even the wind and waves obey him. When Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake, in the land of the Gadarenes, two men who were possessed by demons met him. They lived in a cemetery and were so dangerous that no one could go through that area. They began screaming at him. Why are you bothering us, son of God? You have no right to torture us before God's appointed time. A large herd of pigs was feeding in the distance, so the demons begged. If you cast us out, send us into that herd of pigs. All right, go, Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby city, telling everyone what happened to the demon-possessed man. The entire town came out to meet Jesus, but they begged him to go away and leave them alone. The Spirit of Jesus is to remind you that Jesus is your advocate, has been your advocate, and you now are righteous. So he will counsel you in real time what to do, how to conduct yourself. He'll anchor you back to the word, the living word, Jesus, and he'll remind you who you are, which is how he works as an advocate. Now, now, now if Jesus forgave you all of your sins, notice the words of Jesus, the, la- the seven statements he breathed out on the cross while suffocating in his own blood. What was the last statement? It is finished, which is to say it is complete. All sins are now able to be forgiven if we simply accept the free gift that only Jesus offers. So it is finished works into the future, it works in the past, and it works in the present. So when you receive the forgiveness of Jesus, you're not just receiving forgiveness for sins you can remember or sins you've done, you're also being forgiven for the future sins that you will commit. So why would the Spirit of Jesus convict you of something that's been forgiven. Hold on a second. Don't stone me. Why would Jesus say, you're forgiven, but hey, that's really bad and you should stop? 
I thought you forgave me. So here's what he does. He convicts, the advocate convicts you of righteousness. The focus is not sin. The focus is the finished work of Jesus that conquered sin. And so the spirit of Jesus does not use condemnation or guilt or shame, for none of that produces the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Only Jesus can do that for us. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So here's how it works. You start to sin. You're already forgiven, but you start to sin. You're sinning, and yet that sin's already been forgiven. So you know how the Spirit works on the inside, the Spirit of Jesus? He nudges you just like this. He says, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. It's not who you are. Well, 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 who am I? You're righteous. You're righteous. You got right standing with God. You don't want that. That's, that's your old life. That's your old appetites. That's your old desires. Those won't fulfill. That's not who you are. The Spirit of God does not move in and say, look at you. Look how bad you are. Look, you did it again. I know what you did last summer. I can't believe you did it again. How bad are you? Guilt, guilt, guilt. Shame, shame, shame. Judgment, judgment, judgment. And no wonder we are not very nice to people. Who's we? Jesus followers. Because again, we've doubled down the fear and anxiety with shame and guilt. And now we're walking around going, I, I thought I loved Jesus, but I can't keep his commandments. And now the spirit of Jesus is inside of me reminding me, you can't keep his commandments. You never keep his commandments. Your batting average stinks. And now we're just like, oh, and no wonder people don't want to come to church. I don't want to be reminded. I've already reminded internally. Judgment, sin. No, 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 no. I've already been judged righteous. Sins forgiven and covered because of Jesus. It is finished. Jesus is more righteous than you have ever been sinful. Your sin has been covered in his righteousness. And now you are, you are, you are, you are. Don't mean like you always act like it, but you are. We are, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And my advocate on a regular basis reminds me that's who you are. Hey, you're not acting like who you are, but I still love you. This is who you are. Be more who you are. Be true to yourself. Be true to who God has made you to be, designed you to be. That's who you are. And here comes the goodness of God that leads us to repent. Psalm chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. Does God hide? Why do the wicked prosper? Is a perennial question God's people ask. As they consider the suffering of the godly and the security of the ungodly, they feel that God has forgotten and forsaken his people. He is hiding, they say. Does God hear? Note the repetition as we read here in Psalm today. Uh, he has said, in his heart, See, God hears what the ungodly say and does not approve of their pride and rebellion. The ungodly announces, I shall not be moved. God does not see what I do. Even if he does, he will never judge me. What arrogance to think that way. But a lot of people do. Does God help is another question, and the answer, of course, is he does. He sees the trouble of his people, feels their grief, and helps them in the right way at the right time. After all, the Lord is king. It may look as though the ungodly are winning the day, but the Lord will triumph in the end. Psalm chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. 
O Lord, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide when I need you the most? Proud and wicked people viciously oppress the poor. Let them be caught in the evil they plan for others. For they brag about their evil desires. They praise the greedy and curse the Lord. These wicked people are too proud to seek God. They seem to think that God is dead. Yet they succeed in everything they do. They do not see your punishment awaiting them. They pour scorn on all their enemies. They say to themselves, Nothing bad will ever happen to us. We will be free of trouble forever. Their mouths are full of cursing, lies, and threats. Trouble and evil are on the tips of their tongues. They lurk in dark valleys, murdering the innocent who pass by. They are always searching for some helpless victim. Like lions, they crouch silently, waiting to pounce on the helpless. Like hunters, they capture their victims and drag them away in nets. The helpless are overwhelmed and collapse. They fall beneath the strength of the wicked. The wicked say to themselves, God isn't watching. He will never notice. Arise, O Lord. Punish the wicked, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why do the wicked get away with cursing God? How can they think God will never call us to account? But you do see the trouble and grief they cause. You take note of it and punish them. The helpless put their trust in you. You are the defender of orphans. Break the arms of these wicked, evil people. Go after them until the last one is destroyed. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 7 and 8 Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn your back on evil. Then you will gain renewed health and vitality.